Miller Lite, the official beer partner of your Philadelphia Phillies, is proud to serve as presenting sponsor of WIP's High Hopes Pod. So whether you're listening to the game, catching up on the latest High Hopes Pod, or at the ballpark, remember it tastes like Miller time, Phillies fans. Celebrate responsibly. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the High Hopes Podcast. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey and Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo, it is another edition of the IOS Podcast. Like a normal yo, a normal pod, a normal edition. Honestly, I almost went super aggressive on the yo because I just saw Dune 2. And we don't curse on this cop, but it bleeping kicks ass, dude. Oh my God. It's so awesome. Like hype is warranted. See it in the theaters. It's totally worth it. Like the, the, everything, like the visuals, the sound, the story, everything, dude, like that movie, like rocks. So highly recommended. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm flying buddy. I don't really have much to say about the Phillies. I could probably do like two hours on Dune too, but, um, how you doing? What's going on? Well, um, you say we don't curse curse on this podcast. I mean, I curse on the last one. I know. I forgot. So, <laughs> yeah, inside baseball. I used to edit these. And I used to mark them as we're going, and now we got uh, our our guy Tugger. Shout out to Tugger. And I just forgot to tell him that I cursed. I wrote down the time. Mm-hmm. I just forgot. And, so uh, I'm going to let you off the hook here. I'm going to let yeah, you off the hook here you. because you did thank text you. Tucker and he said, 33 minute mark. I cursed. And he did. Oh, not. I did do it in the moment. Oh, thank yes. God. I thought I forgot. See, thank not you. you. Okay. All right. Good. Tucker, pull together, buddy. Because I would say that, you know, I don't think that there's a human being in the world. Maybe, maybe Joe to camera um, mm-hmm. that doesn't handle not being right about something worse than you, <laughs> you know? So like, I feel like I had to let I, you have been, that's been weighing on you. I can tell. Yeah, um, for the last little bit. Um, yeah. and I just want to make sure that you know that you're let off the hook. That's on Tucker, but also Thank like you. watch your language. There's kids watching. Yes. Yeah. The, the curse itself clearly on me, the catching of the curse. Thank you. I'm happy I covered myself. I thought I did, but then I was like, Oh, I did. I, I tried to own it. I took, I took it on me. You know, we're better than that. Many people do say that, yes. And I apologize to all the kids that we met over the runs, and that is yeah. really the bigger. I used to be like, Jack, come on, man. It's podcast. We can curse. Stop it. And then I met a bunch of, like, dads and kids and moms, and I was like, you know what? My bad, guys. Yeah. Sorry yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. Dang it. That's what Zoe said. Darn tootin'. Darn tootin'. Yeah, Zoe said, dang it, today. And I was like, yes, okay. Let's go with that. That's good. Uh, yeah. All right. How you doing? You doing good? I mean, so, I'm doing too, so I'm obviously good. Yeah, no, I'm I'm doing well. Um, and I feel like I need to set this podcast off on the on the right tone. Okay, mm-hmm. like I just want to, you know how okay. like some yes, yes. Sometimes in like football or like Kyle Schwarber is your leadoff hitter. Oh, you know, there it is. There it thing, is. Things are are tone setters. Yes. Here's the tone setter for this podcast. Okay. I'm just saying that. Christian Pache's swing reminds me <laughs> so much of Derek Jeter's that, like, you y- can't even convince me it's it's they're not the same player. Yeah. Like, it's look at Christian Pache and then go watch some old Derek Jeter clips. It's the same swing. It's the same well, swing. So I would never doubt you when it comes to swings, pitches. So you probably know if you've listened to the pod long enough because we've alluded to it or referenced it or whatever. But if you're new or even somewhat new. Jack is a savant when it comes to like recognizing if someone's like, whose batting stance is this? Jack's like, Gary Sheffield, stop. That was easy. Like, you know, well, Gary Sheffield, like, everyone should know. Gary maybe Sheffield. one of the, I thought of the one I might get myself, like the one, uh, but you know, pitching, uh, wind ups, the whole thing. Like Jack's like nuts about it. He'll always come to work and be like, who's this? And I'm like, I have no idea, man. And then does <laughs> this me. remind and then, you of? Yeah. And then like, yeah. he'll tell me in like 30% of the time, like, I can see that. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but so, like, I, if you say that, I trust you. Thank you. you. Know? I, let's just call him the next day. I, I, I want, I want <laughs> no pushback. Yeah, I want no good, pushback. Good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, I've always been very big on if you see something in spring training, especially only if it's a couple games in spring training, just like roll with it. Like, it's true, it's fact. So, so I don't appreciate we got our Derek, we got no, our Derek like, Jeter. Derek what? Jeter. Well, at least he's not a little slap hitter like Derek Jeter. He's got some pop. Um, Derek Pache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, as so far, I, to be fair, not to dredge up bad memories, maybe his heart doesn't beat quite as slow as Derek in the big spots so far. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, well, listen, that wasn't his fault. We need, we need some more uh, experienced people on the roster, okay? Okay. Um, hey, 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 what do we always say, James? What do we say? Always say. What uh, is, heart- which of the many things we always say that we is probably something we've never said you're about to say. Go ahead. Uh, analytics can't always measure heart. It's true. We do. Yeah. You're right. No, we always say that. I mean, I it should have been the thing I thought. So, so I have also. What realized- was it again? I can't remember. Oh, okay, got it. Yes, yes. Analytics can't measure hearts. Yep. One of our phrases. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So, I have been thinking a lot about this podcast because I've been, like, I swear to you, I have been wanting to record this podcast since about Wednesday. I'm not surprised. <laughs> There's yeah. so much that I'm, I want to talk about. I'm tra- Honestly, I actually thought, like, should we just make the whole pod a take back? Why don't we? You could. You, know you could. You Let's could just do just it. It's a take, take back, but I don't have anything to say. I, again, I could talk about Dune 2, like, nonstop. And I got reaction. We'll talk about Blake Snell, the Nightingale thing. We'll, we'll get into that. But, like, like, let's just do it in form of the take back. It's the take back pod. Why don't there you? go. Let's go. Uh, you've mentioned set this... the tone. Are you going to be a tone setter for the pod or, or what? I don't know. You have mentioned this stupid movie uh, four, oh, three so too many times. Oh, for me. it's so good. Oh, it's three so good. too many. It's times. so good. It's so, I can't. I like. It was so hyped. So uh, last thing I'll say. Like so. Like Emily is very big, and obviously Emily and I are complete opposites. That's why we work. But Emily's very big on like not getting her expectations up for things because like then her expectations are exceeded. And is that like, because oh, you that consistently was... let you, no, so... you consistently let them down? No, oh, that was good. All right, credit word. Uh, I am, uh, you know me, anyone who knows me, I'm very big on like, I can't possibly tamp down my expectations for anything and everything's going to be the greatest thing ever and I'm always super excited for it. Like, like I was so hyped for this movie because of all the hype and all stuff and it's even better than I expected. Like, it was like amazing. Like, so, yeah, I'm done. I'm, ha- I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah, I'm so happy for you. So let's talk Phil's. What's on I, your mind, buddy? I'll let you know, buddy. It was not better than whatever Spencer Turnbull and Griff McGarry did the other day, but I'm sure it was I'm that's sure it why was you're, That's why you're a pro. I like how, like, of all the things you could have led with there in the Take Bag episode, you're like, Spencer Turnbull, man. Griff McGarry, let's go. Well, let's let's put it this way. Um, before we get to the, the, the I guess, hour-long Take Bag, which it, it 100% <laughs> If we go Good an hour, thing. Emily might kill me. But go ahead, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about the podcast like as a whole, uh-huh. and because I've obviously been talking on the radio a bit more all the time. I know. I just tune in. It's like it's, there he is. Oh, there he is. There he is yeah. again. Uh, and obviously, I host a, a Sixers podcast. I know. Um, when, when people think of basketball, they think of me. Um, See but I'm there. There you go. Yes. But I've been thinking about this podcast, <laughs> and it was like, there's nothing I could do that that could replicate the the absolute passion and some would say psychoness. Of, uh, is is that the words? Yes, of, like yes. of high hopes and the Phillies, and like, I it's 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 irreplaceable and non comparable. Um, is is this podcast? And uh, I just I I've been. I've been. I had to put, submit my keepers in my fantasy league, <laughs> yeah, and like, was, yeah, yeah, I have yeah, been building. Yeah. I've been building my Fritz list of like um, pitchers who I'm in on. By the way, I feel like maybe. So I'm trying to decide, like, because I don't think many members of my fantasy leagues listen to the podcast. Listen, sure, but I feel like for the for the people out there that that do care about the Fritz list, I feel like I need to like put out maybe one guy an episode. So yeah, here's what I think you should do, and it's. It, like a commitment thing i think we you should pick like a different time each episode like at one minute give it out like at the end one minute one time give it out like 15 minutes and one give it out for so like people in your league have to like listen to the pod to hear your guy okay like, well i'll get this one out early and if, he, if he's taken i will be beside myself but i 
Like I think my number feels one. like a bad idea, but go ahead. It's yes. a bad idea. It's a bad it's, idea. Especially with that setup, you'll be beside yourself. But go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Great. Are you right? Are you are you yeah. writing this down? I mean, I'm, I people at my actually, I do think there might be a <laughs> Dave Stone back. If you're listening, how you doing, buddy? Go Please, ahead. Hey, bleep go this. Ahead. Bleep yeah, this audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, I think the number one Fritz guy early, and the, there's plenty of time to develop this is uh, DL Hall. Um, of, the, oh, of the Brewers, yeah, yes. Yeah. So, so make sure DL Hall is, is not DL Hughley. Don't even know who that is, but um, DL Hall. I, could I thought be. that might be a slight age reference jump. Shout Thank to you, Hughley. the DL Hughley show back in the day. Anyway, we're good. DL Hall, one of my uh, many <laughs> Fritz guys. Not Derek Hall. Not Derek Hall. I do have actually Derek Hall point in the take bag, which I can't Ooh, wait to get to. You mean that? That you mean in the episode? In the episode, the take bag, yes. Um, but so before we get we to the t- as uh, before we get to it, God, oh my goodness, we're off to a great start. <laughs> Should I text Emily now and just say I'm sorry? Go ahead. Before we get to the take bag, I am curious. Yeah. Um, because I I I argued this on the air the other day, mm-hmm. like, and it was it was shocking because it's fifty fifty the poll result. But oh, like, yeah, is winning the NL least a big deal to you? Like, do you want the Phillies to be not? I'm not saying they have to win the NL East, but to be competitive in it. Like, how much does winning the NL East physically matter to James Elzer? So, I understand why it was 50 50. Like, my gut instinct, it's one of those things where when you first see it, your gut instinct is like, no, honestly, it doesn't. I mean, we've just seen the last two years that winning the NL East. When all is said and done with what we care about, doesn't matter. It just doesn't. But, like, you know, I hate the Braves. And I also don't want to have to spend June and July and August and, you know, two years ago, September, wondering if the Phillies were actually going to make the playoffs. So, like, I, it does matter to me personally in a way. And I think that it's, you know, also just seeing them kind of put a full season together, whether they, you know, can actually finish out of the Braves or just kind of stay close to them enough where it's, it's a thing, but where they, you know, win 97 games or whatever it is would just be nice to see. Cause it's the last two years we've, we've seen them win the playoffs, obviously not the ultimate goal, but we've seen them, you know, kind of step up their game when it matters. We know they could do that. We haven't seen them put a full season together and really kind of just, look like one of those elite squads in baseball. I mean, the Dodgers win like 105 every year. They're over-unders. Like what, like 101 or 103? It's crazy. Like I, so it doesn't, like ultimately, it's one of those things where ultimately, if I'm being completely honest, like all I care about is winning a title. Ultimately, like however you get there, I don't care. I really don't. I know. But (laughs) but my point being that I don't really care how I get there. I just want to get there. But Outside of that, you know, grandy, grand thing at the end, like just on a micro scale, like, yeah, I want to beat the Braves. I want to be good all year. I want to be, you know, when every time I look at a power rankings, I want the Phillies to be top five, top six, whatever. So, so it does matter to me in a way, but I also don't think that ultimately in the grand scheme of things, it matters. I think you just need to be the best team in the playoffs. Yeah. I just think that, you know, I, I want them. I don't want it to be a ten-game division lead in like yeah. September, like or fourteen last year. I want the Phillies to just be actually like, like just really good from from start to finish, mm-hmm. you know. And um, so, like from that standpoint, it, it does matter. Like, I, I hope that they're involved. I hope that you know this isn't like a runaway heading into September. Because I mean, the only thing that worries me. And it's interesting because the of the three game, you know, off thing that that happens in the postseason now. But like they've also had to go down and win a game one in Atlanta in the last two years. Um and it's worked. It's been great. Um but I just I wonder how long you can sustainable like, like how yeah, how sustainable is that? Like I, I do think I do think ninety five wins is is on the table this year. Like I think I think ninety five is 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 well within reach, um, and I, and if you look at like their their April schedule, well, that's Jack that you beat me to it. That's what I was going to say is like, and we know how often, especially with good teams, like you know, you always see a team that kind of gets off to a hot start and can't sustain it. But if you're a good team, if you can get off to a hot start and really play well, you know, it kind of is easy to cruise. You can kind of just 
you know, get out to like a, a 20 and, and eight start or something and then play 500 baseball and you're a hundred win team or whatever mm -hmm. that plays out, you know? So it's like, I do think that I, I when you look at the schedule, the way it shakes out kind of another thing too, that we haven't talked a lot about is that, you know, it is, uh, you know, last year, I think the mentality has been the same both years. Last year was the two more wins this year. It's Middleton firing them up and them coming out being like, all we want is a title and all that stuff. Um, but I think that the last year they had never gone that long into the play. They didn't, they might be like, yeah, all we care about title, but they didn't know what it took to go that deep into October and have their off season the right way. Do this, do that, be ready to like start the season. Plus the WBC added on top of that. Whereas this off season, like they just did it. They just went into October, played deep in October and they know what it kind of feels like, what it takes to ratchet it back up, turn it back around. And, and I hope, the, and and the WBC thing again, like I'll mention that I do think that matters, especially when we saw a bad Turner started. How Kyle Schwarber, I know he always starts slow, but started slow. How the guys Taiwan, how these guys who are part of that were not what you would expect. Certainly early in the season, in some cases all season. Like I think that there should be more hope, and, and not just hope, more logical reasoning to believe that they might get off to a better start this year. Yeah, and. I, I, I know it's spring training and I know that it's a uh, it's that time of the year, but I just there's there's something that feels that feels right about this team. Like, you know, I I I look at the Braves and am I really to expect that Olsen's going to hit 50 plus again and Acuna is going to have a. What a forty seventy year bulky like, knee already, buddy. I know. Knee, yeah, just it's, saying. Now the last time this happened, they won a World Series. But, yes, but it also happened later in the season and all that. So just saying. Right. Um. So they had a pretty ridiculous year last year offensively. That like, can they really sustain that again? And it's just I I've loved everything that has come out of out of Phillies camp. You know, whether it's Whit Merrifield talking about how special the culture is, whether it's um, you know, Rob Thompson talking the other day about like we gotta get bunts down. Like we're, yeah, we're working or, on bunting. Or when and, he was talking about he's like, We've had a bite of it, they want a chunk of it. They want to use I know. And the and the Middleton thing, like not to undermine that, like from everyone who was there, like it it seems like that speech he gave was like really inspiring. And it was something where it was like all right, enough, like go freaking win, like go get that bleeping trophy. Like, you know, it, it does seem, and I know there were good vibes last year, but it does feel more concrete this year in a way, you know? Well, there's something, there's something to these guys being together now for pretty much the third straight year. Yeah. And it's a great point. Yeah. So when you've gone through the, the, the battles that this, that this group's gone through and you are sitting here again, and it's like, man, we're 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 this close, we're this close. Um, you know, I think that it it just means more and matters more when the group has stayed together the way they have. Um, and you know, I I I it's the one thing I probably haven't been harping on enough is is just what it means to be a part of a team that's been together for a couple of years and like especially knowing, a team that likes each other yeah like, like knowing how know. knowing how other guys tick and i think that's going to be the big thing that that's going to show this year is everyone's here they have the biomechanics lab i, lo the pitchers, I love this point man the, the pitchers have learned new pitches but like all they really have to work on is the extra little stuff to mm -hmm. to round out the the, the roster and, and make them as good as possible. Um, I just I, I have a really good feeling. And you do, man. Like you look at April, right? So they have a this is this is their series in in April, home versus the Reds. Reds might win the Central. Well, but, well, for no, they have the Braves first, right? No, I know, but this is April. Yeah, so yeah. Is, oh, April, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault, my fault. April 1st, April 1st. So, like, Red, you just jumped over the Braves to make your point. We all see what you did there. Go ahead. Always, always. Yeah. But they were without Acuna, so who cares? Um, or might be without him. So, uh, so Reds in one of the, uh, in the, in the BOGO uh, dollar dog nights, which is like a, apparently Meltdown City. Um, about the who cares, guys? It's like, oh my God. DeCamera had a good line on the air. He's like, you know what? At one point, they got rid of the 10 cent dog night. And then at another point, they got rid of the 50 cent dog night. And then, you know, it's like, it's, it's what happens, man. You know, 
once a bunch of kids are throwing hot dogs on the field and buying like 20 of them to just throw around stuff like it's like all right we've we've reached the end of this like this is over it's all good we'll all move forward we'll all be okay you know what so you the pitch clock the time it takes to get them like you know what we're here for like we're not in that era anymore we're here to win a freaking world series we're here to go watch a great baseball team play like we're here to watch future hall of famers like bryce harper try to win a title like we're not there for dollar dogs anymore like we don't need that you know like manufactured way to get people to the ballpark anymore we're there to win yeah and there's also three last year yeah yeah it's already been decreasing <laughs> anyway yeah relax yeah. Yeah. uh so reds at nationals at cardinals versus pirates versus rockies versus white Sox, at reds at padres at angels I mean, that should be like a that should be like a uh, seventeen to twenty win month, James. Agree. I mean, I mean that's it's it's about as good as you could do, um, coming out of the gate. You know, when when he have started slow the last couple of years, to have that April, I mean, it, it, it's huge. It's a little huge. bit like last year's August, where yeah. they they put themselves square in in contention in last year's August. Yep. And again, I I really I don't think we can underestimate that fact that they. Went to the World Series two years ago, came back, and experienced not being as good as they thought they were. Like, they know what it feels like to come off playing in October, thinking you're one thing, and kind of getting punched in the mouth to start the season. You know, it's one thing when you get punched in the mouth with Girardi, and then you fire him, and you go on a run. It's like, all right, we're good now. And then they got punched in the mouth again. They know what that feels like. Like, I think that they're just going to be more prepared to to not have that type of to slow start. So, all right, what else you got? Let's keep it rolling. And they're really good. That's the other. And they're and they're just good. Yeah, they're just super um, talented. I guess before the take back, let's just like. Is this a bit? I this just, better be a bit. The the before well, the take. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, go well, ahead. it's not a bit. Like you know, no, it's no, not. No. Why not I just be a part of the take back? Is my point. Like it's all good. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Uh, so yeah, so for those in see Bob Nightingale reporting the Phillies, so I will just give you the Phillies are in on Snell still, like could be short term deal, whatever. I am a, I am with all of these leaks when I hear them until proven differently. And look, the longer these people on the market, the more uh, likely I believe they are to take short term deals for sure. But until something happens, I just feel like the Phillies are always kind of a leverage team, and it's always kind of. You know, like, hey, let's throw the Phillies in there. They'll because de- the Phillies will, because the Phillies will sign him for a one-year deal or a two-year deal. Like they're not, not every team would. Like the Phillies will. So, and and I feel like they've been signing so many guys last few years, and they've been connected to them already. That and they made the bid for Yamamoto. Like people know they want pitching. So I feel like it's one of those things where like I can't gauge if like I think they would definitely sign him for a short-term deal. But I, I feel like these leaks are more. Hey, the Phillies would shine him for a short-term deal. Better get him for a longer-term deal while you can. Type of stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, I'm just saying, like, I would. I'm not really that in on the idea of Snell on a short-term deal. Like, even even short-term. And the thing that worries me about where we're at with these pitchers right now, heading into the market, whether it's a one or two-year deal, is I don't like that they're starting now. And and. They're already behind yeah, the eight. Totally. Ball. No, no, I agree. So, I agree. like, Especially why? If you're a pitcher, not a hitter. Correct. Like, I would much rather sign Montgomery because, like, Snell, like, again, I don't want to give up a second and fifth round pick. I, I, I know people don't care about this. I'm not Montgomery's not for- a max. He's not a, like a velocity guy. He's not like, a, you know, you feel like he can get into to playing shape quicker, kind of like Ranger, where he's able to, like, kind of get going quicker than another guy might. But Montgomery also doesn't cost the qualifying offer stuff. Yeah. So, like, if I'm, for one year of Blake Snell, I'm going to give up a second and fifth round pick and drop my spot back 10 slots. Like, I just, uh, that that would be a pretty big mistake uh, if I was, you know, the Phillies. I don't, think, but, I don't think you can say it's a mistake. You care a lot more about that than most people do. But I think you can say, like, look, if Blake Snell helps win a World Series over the next two years, it's totally worth it. Like, it's like, whatever. Who cares about that? Well, I'm saying one year. One. one year, even then, like, but the point is we're in a window right now. So I will not crush them for any sort of one year deal, no matter what assets they can't get because of it. Cause like dude, Blake's not one of the Cy Young last year. Like I, like I do think he makes you better. Is Blake Stung better than Tywin Walker? Yeah, I think he is. So point, and he gives you more depth regardless of the whole thing. So I get your point, but I don't think it could be a mistake but I can understand where it, it makes way more sense to Montgomery for that reason. Right. Which is, 
I would rather sign Montgomery. Yeah. Um, also, it seems like you forget that that Reese Hoskins and Ryan Howard are both drafted in the second round or in the fifth round. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it seems mm-hmm. like it seems like you might be conveniently forgetting Good that um, yep. when you're talking about yep. signing signing Blake Snell. Yeah. Well, luckily, first base is clogged up for the next at least eight years. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, only yeah. He could at some point. You might as well yeah. just say twelve years at this point. Um, <laughs> but. Um, I would just if you're gonna if you're gonna sign one of the guys, just just for me, just sign Montgomery. Yeah, right? do it for Jack. Yeah, we don't need the, the, the don't give up the picks, man. Like, second round picks are the greatest. You know, I just everyone knows like, that. Everyone everyone's been saying that for years, and, mm. and hopefully you can get off Tyler Walker. So, um, yeah, I uh, I'd be I'd be I'd be very surprised if they signed Snell. I do think that they could sign Jordan Montgomery. It seems cool. like it's like us. The Red Sox, who are, is there a worse thing for the sport than the Red Sox? Basically, yeah, it's, just an, trying it's, to... a, it's a freaking embarrassment. Like they should be embarrassed. The whole like, and I know they won four championships, so it's kind of hard to be like, all right, owners, you are embarrassing. Like, but what they're doing, I mean, honestly, from the Mookie Betts trade forward, uh, yeah, it's been an embarrassment. I mean, they yeah, should trading the... like. If, are you kidding me? Like you're the Boston Red Sox. Like Mookie should have never worn another uniform. It's just, it's crazy. It, 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 it embarrassments the word without the Red Sox should be forced to have a 200 and yeah, like, they should have like a floor that's way higher than everybody else. I agree like, with you. No doubt. Like it's, it's, they both should. I agree. It's healthy for the sport. Yes. Yeah. So like it, it, no having the Red Sox punting on free agency because of like yeah. Roman Anthony and you know, like it's, 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 Insane to me. I agree. Um, but yeah, I think the Jordan Montgomery thing, I believe in more than than the, than the Snell thing. Um, I think it's like us, the Red Sox, and I, I still think the Rangers, like if he wants to do like a one-year yeah. deal. And but I they still think the Yankees are in on that. Like they've been connected to Snell, and I wouldn't be shocked if... Well, apparently but, Snell turned down a, yeah. like, uh, a freaking... Say, if six for 168, yeah, sure. Okay. Probably should have yeah. done that, though. If that, I, if that I don't think... It, I, I Maybe turned it down. I'll just leave it at that. Okay, um, should I should I just go straight to the take back? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Please. Okay. Um, please. please. <laughs> I might just keep teasing it. I, I just I texted our buddy, you know, aforementioned Tucker. He's on vacation, so like I have to edit and post this too. Oh, yeah. So like, no big deal. No big deal. No. So, yeah. so what you're saying is take all the time you need. Yeah. Just uh, relax, buddy. It's all good. Take all the time you need. Um. I am slowly. I'm. I'm curious where you're at, but Pache starting in center field and Rojas and Triple A to start the year has to be. Oh, on the table. buddy. Yeah. Look, I, I. Of course it is. I think. I think they're gonna. You know. I don't think. I don't think it's gonna crush them in April, and I think they know that they can afford to give it a little bit of time, especially with the Marsh injury, and who knows when he'll be back, fully ready to go that I think that both guys will be here. And I, I do think it's a, you know, whoever hits is going to stay kind of thing, you know? And I, and, and to your point, if I had to bet right now, at if you said to me, one of these guys will be the starting center fielder on May 1st and one won't, I agree with you. I would bet on it being positive. Dude, I think but again, looks... I wouldn't be shocked. Roas is bigger. He's done stuff. You never know until well, it seems like, like they, it seems like they want Roas. They want like... desperately all off seasons, but like one message is very clear. But I'm with you. If I had to bet on one of the two right now, where they're at in their careers and their physical abilities and whatever, I would bet on Pache producing more from now to May first. But also, like, so he's out of minor league options. I'm not just losing yeah, Christian Pache. I'm not just losing him. I agree. When he's a young player, and he's like well. turning the corner, maybe you know, who might knows? be. Yeah. I mean, he might be. His is certainly worth finding out, right? You know, and like is I mean, has options too, you know, right? And and, Ross, and, and he's like close to the as good a fielder. He's not like as good as Ross, but like he's like it's not like you're losing that much on the main reason you want Ross. Ross is a is a transcendent level defensive player, mm-hmm. but like Christian Pache is really good defensively yeah. as well. You know, um, so I just. I, I don't want to have to lose Christian Pache because of Johan Rojas like having to start the year in the major leagues, you know. And I, I think the hitting he didn't get a hit today. It's not the end of the world. But um, now and Pache no, to strike out not three getting times. a hit in a spring training game is definitely not the end of the world. I agree. But like I just I I, I don't want to I don't want to 
I don't want to lose Christian Pache yet for for a I agree. pretty unproven player. I do. Um, hitting. I wise. like him. Look again. Last every moment of Christian Pache's Phillies career, you know, outside of him hurting himself, which has been an issue for him, but like hurting himself and then coming back and it taking a while to get going and then the playoffs. But like prior to getting hurt, from the moment he got here, he was freaking awesome. And now he's come back in spring and he's looking awesome so far. So, and look again, pedigree wise, as much as I have Rojas, Pache is, has a better pedigree. I mean, this guy was the top 10 prospect in the whole sport. So I'm with you. Um, I don't know if you heard the broadcast like uh, a couple weeks ago, but Rob Thompson focusing on, on bunting with some of the players. That's, yeah, that's what I'm talking Good. about. Uh, every, we've talked about this before. We're not, you know, it's not like the, how you have to play small ball, but like, Every person on the team should know how to bunt. Like, you should just know how to bunt. It should be part of your job description. Like, it's like you just know, have to know how to bunt. Sorry. Yeah. Listen, hey, you're, a, winning... you're a major league baseball player. You know how to bunt. Winning baseball. Winning baseball. That's 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 the key. That's what bunting is. That's what bunting Move the runner along. Um, like, they've been, if you like really have dialed in on what they've been doing, like, I feel like they've been much better about, like, dude, Schwarber executed a, a hit and run the other day. You know what I mean? Like they've been really good about you know runner on you know first and it's a bottom of the lineup like getting him over getting him in um, or runner on second and then the bottom of the lineup getting him over getting him in and like no it's not as sexy as a home run but that stuff excites me like there's nothing Whoa. The, you could tell me they could have a three run home run but a a well executed guy on second base get him over get him in. I mean, that's what matters, James. That's what matters. Well, here's why it does matter. It's because, like, you know, cliches are cliches for a reason, as I always say, and that's a cliche in October because it does matter. It just does. It Like, small ball, being able to execute on those things matters in October in the postseason. And being able to do that and working on that all year and being, like, uh, uh, you know, not just, like, good at those things, but, like, accustomed to doing those things in situations is all – things that you want to have at the end of the season. Like that's important reps and practice and, and prep. So yes. Jeff. Well, I mean like literally the other day I witnessed Johan Rojas have a two strike approach. And I said, what is that? What? You know, I know he, he didn't take a, a, a big, a big uh, leg kick. Loopy. Yeah. It, uh... it was just, Hey, you know, the ball's in the outside corner. I'm going to hit it the opposite way. Goes through, goes through, but I'm going to get that runner over to third base. And I said that's that's winning baseball by Johan Rojas. So um, it's very exciting. Feels like they're emphasizing the little things. Fundamentals, little buddy. Things, the little things matter the most when it comes to uh, the end of the season. So right. very, very, very giddy. Um, um, again, this is this is in no order. This is just straight yeah, it's, consciousness. It's, it's, take it's back. a take back. Everyone knows. Um, Chris Sanchez adding uh, weight to himself and velocity. Mm. He's up to 95 with a little cutter. Oh, buddy, let's go. Very excited for another year of Christopher Sanchez. And, um, like, a cutter off of everything he does with back up to 95. Because, like, when he first came up, he was, like, 96 to 97. Just had no idea where the baseball was going. Now it seems like Chris Sanchez knows where the baseball is going. And he's added a little cut to it. Um, it's it's only been one outing in spring, but very excited about. I about uh, dude, I'm all in. I am. I fully believe. I really do. No one better. No one better. Um, it seems like they've done. A <laughs> well, better... I don't know if I got that far, but I'm saying I I think last year what we saw will carry. Well, over. here's the thing that I think the Phillies are are, are developing. It seems like everyone's learning a new pitch. You know, like uh, so whether it's a Sanchez cutter. Everyone seems to be tinkering with, with a splitter. And James, like if you, if you know me and the, the the diehard listener for this podcast, like mm-hmm. there's no pitch that that I I think I love more than a well executed split finger fastball. Um, now I know why guys don't throw it because it like it loosens up the muscles in your elbow, so it could lead mm-hmm. to issues. But if your mm-hmm. muscles are strong enough, like whatever. Wheeler messing around with the splitter is just, I mean, it's better than Christmas. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's like having another president on the tree. Like, if he can learn a splitter to go along with a sweeper that, like, was kind of eh all year until the postseason, he's like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Be able to spot this sweeper wherever I want, um, coupled with 95. He's like, he's plus 850 for the side. It's like, 
it, just put it down now. Like, what, what, what's the point in even waiting? It's over. I, like, Zach, do people, like, maybe maybe I'm the crazy one. Who could ever say that? But, like, do people understand how insane Zach Wheeler would be with, like, a well-executed splitter to go along with all of his other pitches? Like, it's, is this the first time everyone's following baseball? Like, he, he one of the best pitchers in the sport. He's already one of the best pitchers in the sport. It's like, feed me. Feed me, Zach Wheeler splitter. It's 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 the best news you could hear out of spring training. I have nothing to add to that. That Thank was you. like all perfect. Dude, think about yeah. it this way, right? Like ninety five. I'm I'm good. I get it. Ninety five with the amount of backspin that he can create with his fastball, so it rises a little bit with a splitter off it. Mm-hmm. Like he's toyed around the splitter, but like, oh. but he toyed around with the splitter, James, as a Met. As a Met, when no one cared, they didn't. They didn't have the the, the Rap Soto camera. They didn't have Caleb Cotham being able to slow it all down. Like Caleb Cotham, I swear to I swear to you, there is no one more important in this organization than Caleb Cotham. Other Kate, than like, Brian Barber and Preston Mattingly, obviously. So like, obviously, it's a bit hyperbole because they're all important. Yeah. But when I think about like the 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 power structure of things that matter the most to this organization, I would say Anika Lombi. Um, of not the 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 the, the Mount Rushmore of the organization, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Ani Kalambi, Caleb Cotham, and I'm developing, and this is strictly this is Alex Coffey's fault, but it's a hundred percent like mm-hmm. because of the article she wrote. Like, I'm ready to name uh, a future kid of mine after Adam Lind. Like Adam oh, Lind, yeah. Adam Lind is incredibly important to the future of this organization. Um, when they talk about chase rate and they talk about not chasing the baseball, like Adam Lind was brought here for one reason. And like I have watched the Giants over the last couple of years, and it's like they suck. They suck it. They have no talent on the on the hitting side. There's just no one. They stink. But for some reason, they always rip the Phillies pitching. And like I would see these scrubs hitting just moonshots, okay? Um, Adam Lynn was brought here to get a lineup that has stars up and down, up and down, to have, like, a freaking plan when they go up there. And I just, you watch them in spring training, and you see them laying off pitches, and you see them looking to just do damage on the pitches that matter, and it's, like, Adam Lind. That's all Adam Lind, who, like, Hit 34 home runs randomly in one year, and it was like a great. Ah, I loved two, it. Yeah, I opened him in fantasy. The middle, middle 2000s baseball guy yeah, is Adam sure. Lind. Um, it. It's Dustin Lind. Okay. I guess I was wrong the whole time. Different whoever guy. Whoever the Lind guy is, <laughs> whoever the Lind guy is, um, one of the five most important people in the organization. Yeah. So um, they're just. They're just doing everything right. And I'm so, I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. <laughs> Me too, buddy. They've been really good also to, to continue. No, don't here. go up another. No, no, no. Uh, Emily's texting me about how hungry she is. You're killing my soul. Shout out to Adam slash Dustin Lind. Uh, damn, it really is Dustin Lind. I thought it was Adam Lind this whole time. Uh, that's a Clearly, bad. You just did a whole rant about it, and then it was not. Is it spelled the same way? L A N D is. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So I, I think I assumed it was Adam. Maybe Lynch. it's a relative or something. You know? Either way, this guy's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. and it, we didn't have to push the Phillies. We got it. Up. We got it. Yeah, but it's true. It's true. Yes, they don't need us anymore. From that perspective, I know. they just they're smart. Yeah, it's well, a shame. Yeah. You know, part of yeah. me is dead inside, but it's okay. No, no, it's not. Don't worry. Um, all right. Let's get to the probably the, the most important part part of this. Podcast. Yes, I I can't wait to see what you think is the most important part. Yes. Did you watch Griff McGarry? Or like, did you? Did, did, I didn't did see you, it. I didn't. Did, I haven't got a chance to go. Hey, you did, look good. Why don't you go take your gin too, and and shot yeah. for oh, like wow. a, okay, I like like, that. like that just good. dude. Griff looked. So good. A ball didn't mm-hmm. touch the backstop, which is a big, a big progress step in the right step direction. in the right direction. Yeah. Yep. Um, he, didn't, he didn't Rick Angel it, dude. It it wasn't all. It wasn't just like the fastball popped. Like he at one point, I think he threw four straight sliders, and they weren't on top of it. 
Um, so it was a very encouraging first grip start. I don't think we've done a podcast since the first McAble outing. No, no, it was right after, which Dude. that I did that I did see, and that was that was nice. It was popping. It yeah. was the the mitts were popping. So yeah. um I think Griff and, and Mick were on a like pretty big trajectory before last year. A bit of a step back year. Um but like back dude, on track kind of how thing. Griff I mean yeah. I mean I thought Griff looked insane. I thought Mick looked looked insane. I'm so like you want to talk about a weekend runner? Like Mick not starting yesterday because he was sick. <laughs> I mean, just what's the point? You know, what's the point of even waking up yes, that day? You yes. know what I mean? And I hung out with my child and you know, spent time with my family. What it, it was a disaster. <laughs> but yeah. um Griff looked awesome. Spencer Turnbull. Now Yes. The, the concerning part about not concerning, that's the wrong word. But his fastball was only like 93, 94. Like when Spencer Turnbull was peak He's Spencer just Turnbull. getting there, buddy. He's just ratcheting it up. Let well, the good part is boy. the good part about where this team is is that they have, let's say, one of these guys in the rotation goes down or they need to space it out. I feel pretty confident they could bring up a couple arms and it's not going to be a disaster. Like even David Buchanan, who I still can't believe is a Philly again, pretty good field for pitching. You know what I mean? And speaking of David Buchanan, there's nothing funnier than it feels like what the Phillies pitching strategy was for like 10 years of drafting. It was like, Hey, knows how to pitch. <laughs> like that's all it yeah, was. That was, it was all like, we had. Yeah. It was like, Hey, can pitch backwards. Did he go to Cal state Fullerton? Okay. We'll draft him. Um, but they, they love guys that know how to pitch backwards. Dave Buchanan can do all that stuff. So I feel pretty confident that if one of these guys goes down, then they can uh, bring up someone and they're fine. So um, I think, Which I is think huge. Mick, Mick, Mick seems like he's ready for like that next step. Griff is still, I think they're working on mechanics and, and um, want to make sure he's right. But the fact that it went from literally last week, it was, I'm not sure he's going to pitch in a great for league game because we want everything to be in the right spot to bang. He's pitching by yeah. the end of the week. Seems it's like awesome. they're pretty confident in, in what they're doing. So um, Turnbull, I was surprised. I thought his curveball looks better than I remember with the Tigers. Um, and it's just, you, you can't, it can't be understated or said enough going from the Tigers pitching development to where the Phillies are. Currently oh my at. God. Oh my God. I mean, I mean, how many guys, and, like, there have been injuries and stuff, but, I mean, the Tigers have had all these talented high draft picks, like Manning and Mize and all this stuff, and, like, just, like, no real fruit has been born for me. And they're still well, young, but, you know. I'm back in on Casey Mize, by the way. Back in. And awesome. and uh, Tarek Skubal might win the uh, AL side. Yeah, I'm, I'm very in on Skubal. In on that he's, guy. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. So, um, once again. Kaylee Cotham, one of the most important people in the, in the history of this organization. Um, speaking of, like, random people they found out of nowhere, just uh, putting this one away. Now, hopefully it doesn't turn out like McKinley Moore, because McKinley Moore did not end up well. Mm-hmm. Very intrigued by Tyler Phillips. Okay. Just going to get that one out there. I know you're Good. excited. I Good. know when you think of yeah. why we're doing this podcast, like, Tyler Phillips is not something that you felt like should be mentioned. No, but... probably not. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I probably wouldn't have taken the time. But you know what? Dude. The guy was popping. It was like 95 out of nowhere with a hammer curveball. Like for for a waiver wire pickup, yes, Tyler mm-hmm. Phillips uh, all of a sudden matters. Um, Sir Anthony looks insane. Let, like please, the, yes, 99 already. Like Sir Anthony yeah. looks phenomenal. Throwing strikes looks confident. Um, they have some. They have some legit options in that back end. Well, and like, look, I mean, it wouldn't be shocking at all if he went back to being elite Sir Anthony. I mean, we see that with these bullpen guys all the time, where they have these you know, kind of off year or whatever. And then they go back and it's like, Oh yeah, there he is. You know, so many times that happens. So I actually would be more surprised. I don't like, I don't know that I would guarantee get back to like elite or anything, but I would have been more surprised if we saw this or anything we saw last season, than you know, uh, a much better version. Like I would have been surprised if he didn't take a step forward again. So Dude, they have, they have so many options. They got right dudes. Like they got dudes. so many dudes. They have so dudes. many dudes. Um, did Mike Angelina tell you the the stat about Schwarber that he that he found about the clogging up the bases thing? It's so great. Well, he, he found it because of my show. So we had a yeah. caller on our show who was doing this whole rant about him clogging up the bases, and Angelina came into my studio and goes, 
that guy broke me. He's like, I'm looking up every instance of, uh, you know, Schwarber on base and Turner, this and that. And he's, it was, he was like, I'm done with it. He's like, I'm doing it. And it's, it's pretty hilarious. The numbers. So, uh, for all the people that talk about Schwarber clocking the bases, um, batting the leadoff position. So he, (laughs) it only happened. Turner only got hit behind Kyle Schwarber 16 times last year. In 162 games, it was only 16 times. Yep. I believe in three, two or three of those, it was home runs. So obviously that doesn't matter. Um, so that takes it down to 12 and or 13. And in those 13, if you look at what actually happened in the play, he didn't clock the bases once. Zero times. Zero times. Zero times. He, went Zero third, times. he went to third on a few of them. Obviously, Turner just got out on a few of them. Um, uh, there, It was like zero times that uh, he like, – Zero times. Zero times. So, um, for people that don't want Schwarber as a leadoff guy, just let them know that, hey, zero times, literally, had he ever clogged the bases, as, or maybe not ever, but last year, did he clog the bases at all um, as the uh, as the Phillies leadoff hitter? I'm ready to go to war with all the Schwarber leadoff hitters, haters. Like, And look, I love Trey Turner's leadoff hitter. I'm not against that. It's just the way that it sets up with all the lefties. Like, I can't have... Harper hitting two and like JT or Casty or someone batting three or Bone batting three. Like, so it just is what it is. So there we go. Speaking of JT, I, I don't know who I'm more excited about. Like um, the, 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 a swing adjustment. Let's go. Well, the biomechanics lab, yeah. uh-huh. which I mean, feed me all of that. But let's go. like, but him and dude, him and Bone, you know, I mean, even Bone, I, I just, I hope that we have one of these like super breakouty Bone years where it's like, Swing looks fluid. He had three hits today. He's going the opposite way. Like, can I get a, can I get like a 285, 25 home run, Alec Bones? Totally. Totally. Yeah. He doesn't have to be like a superstar. He doesn't be an all star. Just give us like, you know, even like 280, 18, or 280, 22 or something would be great. Like, and I think that's, I mean, it's super within reach. It's super attainable. I think it's. Well, I- I'm with you, dude. And the, I mean, pressure, the pressure will not be on him in the same way it was at the end of the season in the playoffs last year. JT squaring up everything. Boom is, is kind of squaring up everything. It's just a lot of the regulars are looking super strong. Even like Schwarber, he struck out a ton, but he looks like he's kind of thin, uh, like slimmed down a lot. Um, I just – I think of the regulars that, that super matter, you know, not the Tyler Phillipses of the world because I know you don't <laughs> care. Um, Boom and JT, easily, I think, have looked the best so far. Nice. Um, Love it. Which is which is phenomenal. Um, but, 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 but. <laughs> at what point? Yeah. At what point do we like? I sort of need Gingery on the roster. Like I oh, just stop. Oh I stop! Just, I nope. need him. No, nope. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Nope. <laughs> Dude, Mm-mm. swing looks different. Swing looks different. He made a backhand stab at third base the other day. Complaining. I've got Emily texting me about when are we going to eat dinner, and you're bringing up Scott Kingery. Really, really, Dude. that's out here. Dude. Dude. Oh my god! If I don't talk about it, when are we going to talk about it? Yeah, no, I was hoping never, but sure, yes. I did. It did cross my mind. And while I love Edmundo, do we have to trade Edmundo Sosa? And no, to make no, sure, no, to make sure that uh, Kingery is uh, on this no, roster. No, we don't. Make well, sure. What's next? <laughs> when when Scott Kingery saves the season oh and someone's hurt, yes. and he has to yeah. come up. I will, I will, I will, I will absolutely shout at this moment and say, you know, Jack, you're right. But when Scott Kingery has zero impact on the season at the end, you're gonna be like, hey, man, sorry about that. I was wrong. My bad. And I, you know what I'm going to say? What? I'm going to say, frick your dinner. All You're right? going to say next year. Kinger will do it next year. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's only 30. Say uh, that to Emily. You don't have to say it to me. Say it to Emily. That's fine. No worries. Yeah. So uh, Derek Hall is, and this is just philosophically, I'm, I'm, I'm asking. Oh, good. That's what I was hoping for, a philosophical question at this morning. The pod, please. Yes. So Derek Hall is nine home runs from setting the or ten home runs from the from setting the Iron Pigs record uh-huh. for home runs. If you set the Iron Pig record for home runs with seventy career home runs, mm-hmm. like what would you would you be like happy or would you be like this I would is make them build a statue of me at Lehigh. I would take what I can get, buddy. Come on. I would like, be like, oh sweet. Awesome. I mean, come on. I will take any sort of like honor I can get along the way. 
Totally. No, yeah. I don't know, don't, man. Don't, don't hate on it. Don't hate on it. I might be like, hey, guys, listen, I don't need to come up to the majors. Give me a couple weeks. Let me break this. Then I'll come up. Let me, yeah. let me hit 70 yeah. AAA home yeah. runs. Yeah. Let me let me, let me, let me put my freaking name in the record books, and then I'll be back. Yeah. Well, listen, he'd be taking down former Phillies great mm-hmm. Andy Tracy. So <laughs> I honestly don't remember that. I don't. I'm not. I've, I honestly, I'm sure I've heard that name before. I don't remember ever hearing it. So there uh, you go. Uh, um, yes, that's pretty much all, all I got to take back. Yay! You're welcome. Thanks, Emily. You're welcome. That's what he said. Um, this was good. You're good. Yeah. Can I? Have, can I have one final thought though? Of course you can. Yeah, because we always do final thoughts on here. Yes. I only have twelve days left in my thirties. Or oh, oh, there's a thought I can get down with. Yes, bring it. Yeah. Bring it. Welcome aboard. Hello. 12 days left in my in my like your 40s are coming up and then, woo. Well, yeah, for buddy. you, 50s. But yeah. Well, yeah, um, I'm saying when I was coming into my 40s, yes. I'm, I mean, on my way to Sarah down the barrel of 50. I'm not quite there yet, but yes, I'm with you. Yes. Yep. I'm so happy. I can't wait. I'm so happy you're turning 30. I have no... Is it, like... I'm trying to think of the level of sympathy that I have for you feeling that you're getting older when you turn 30. And it's like, whatever the most negative a thing can be like negative, like infinity, that's the amount of sympathy that I have for you. So thank you. No, it seems like, it seems like a touching yeah. moment. 30. Um, oh, oh, 30. Yeah. When people are listening to this, probably 11, 11 days left. In my ah, life. it's exciting. 20. It's and uh is this are you is this this week you go to Clearwater? Oh yeah, next Thursday. Thursday yeah, I've been to Clearwater. Okay. So, so Thursday, Thursday Friday. Friday, back Saturday. So we'll record next Sunday again, get into it all. All right, awesome. Yeah. So awesome. uh Jackie Clearwater. Jackie Thursday. Go, returns home to the site of the uh the fame Nick Pavetta meeting. I know I heard they're gonna put a statue in the outfield there that people just play around it because it's so special of the two of you that Picture. Well, what I'm hoping is that when I get down there, I can, yeah. you know, maybe have more conversations about how yeah. good Tyler Phillips looks so far Love this. and this how he could be in yeah. the mix if, if yeah. one of these guys get hurt. In the mix. So. Get up in the mix. Uh, my final thought. I'll give you a final thought. And I haven't said this yet this pod, so I really want to make sure I said it. Go see Dune 2. It's awesome. Movie kicked ass. Once again, <laughs> movies are a waste of time, especially during Philly season. Like it just, it just uh, uh, it's not Philly season not yet. Matter. All right. This mm. does not matter. It's a word that could also be a phrase. that could also be applied to something else. Uh, all right. I'm going to go um, try to cook a steak for the first time. So. I believe in you, buddy. I know you're going to crush it. I'm going to go uh, make my wife happy and make some food. Um, we'll be back literally one week from today and we'll have clear order stories. Unless the Phillies sign like Sheridan Montgomery, then we'll be back then too. So until then. He spread some chocolate.